Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Shake Sales. Today I'm excited to talk to you. Troy Munson, he's been an AE uh, for quite some time, and we're going to talk about how to, what it takes to be a successful AE in today's market. Troy, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Before you get started, could you just do, uh, you know give us a quick background on, on what you're up to and you know your past roles? Yeah, so I am a uh, I'm an enterprise AE at Proofpoint, so I cover some of the larger accounts here in North Carolina. Um, but I've had a pretty uh, a pretty extensive past, I guess you can say, and I've, I've jumped around a decent amount. Of, I, I rode the wave of COVID and said, "Hey, let yeah. me go try to chase OTE." I've made some mistakes and regrets here and there, but that's okay. Um, but before Proofpoint, I was in uh, I was in Martech, uh, but I started off in cybersecurity, and that's where I am today. So it was always it's nice to um, it's nice to get back. Um, but yeah, I'm an, I'm an enterprise AE. I, I post a lot on LinkedIn, and then I also I, I love side hustles as well. So I work on a couple things on the side. Nice, awesome. So yeah, you you know you've been in fact the fact that you jumped around makes this a better interview because now you can share your experience from like successes, failures, and 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 whatnot. So I guess first and foremost question, what has changed in the market, right? Like all this buzz around like harder to sell, all this stuff. What's what's boots on the ground, your experience right now in selling? Yeah, my experience uh right now is well one, I think it honestly falls on the AE. So I guess one thing you can say that's changed is you know, we were so for the last five or six years um, and I know that I know that Mailshake helps with this. So we were so reliant on press play, and your job is done as an AE. So mm-hmm. when Salesloft Outreach first came out, nobody cared about personalization. Nobody cared about being relevant. It was just, holy cow! I can go email five thousand people in a click of a button. I'm going to do it. I don't need to care about my prospect. Um, and so I think that a lot of people were, I think that a lot of people were like relying on that. Um, that's one thing. Um, but now that you can do personaliza- personalization at scale with with things like Mailshake, but also even like videos like SendSpark and stuff like that, it's really cool to see how how the game has changed there. Um, but also, I've noticed that I feel like there gone are the days where people have budget and they can spend it just because something seems fun and nice to test mm-hmm. out. Like the nice to haves are no longer you know, a, a priority to the companies. Uh, I think that you have to be a need to have or position yourself as a need to have. So I think positioning has, has changed big time back then. It's like, Hey, I can get, you know, I can get you 30% on reply rates, et cetera, et cetera. Now it's like, I don't care about that. What's it going to mean to my business? So for me, um, I've noticed that instead of just selling something out of, uh, out of excitement, it's more so like it's creating a business case at the end of the day. Like what really is this going to do for your business? And then like, because I work with larger accounts, I have 10, 15, 20 people evaluating my solution. I need to make sure that each and every person understands the value and I can pinpoint, hey, that person over there, they're not a big fan of us. What can I do to go neutralize them and at least get them a little bit on my team? Um, so I think it's more like attention to detail, not just doing this whole press play and, and you know, hoping that, that things pan out, but it's just like focusing on on the uh, the actual buyer and, and then that collaboration and, and journey process. Love it. Yeah, I, I think there's three three big areas you mentioned that are we could either dig into and but I just want to reiterate. One is you have to demonstrate the ROI or the value in the need to have. Number two, you mentioned is multiple stakeholders and multiple maybe not decision makers, but like 
there's multiple roles and then demonstrating value to each role is important too. And frankly, the whole press play and just rehearsed talk tracks with no tie into the ROI or any of that stuff is just probably doesn't work anymore. Unless maybe you're like Zoom or someone where like the buyer intent is super heavy, but like, when does that happen? Right. In in a sales role, like those are just, you just get lucky. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I feel like the folks that have joined a sales organization, just the sales world post COVID or like COVID and onwards are just so unprepared and under trained for what it takes to sell in the real world, right? Like we had a three, four year, maybe two, three year window where like everyone's flush of cash, debt's cheap. It's an opportunity cost of spend the money so you can capture market share. That shit's gone, right? Yeah. So like oh, yeah. the, the, the question I'm getting to is like, so what if you were a sales rep that started or in sales, you started your sales career during this time? Like what are things or places or what, what, what do people need to lo- learn or like, get trained up on? Yeah, that's a really good, really good question. Um, I talk about this a lot and I think about it a lot. I think that two to three years ago, like tech was the place to be, right? And now it's like, mm-hmm. do, you, do you really want to be in tech? It's not the same anymore. You can't just go make 200K because you joined a company, right? It's like, you really got to gotta grind. Um, mm-hmm. So I think one thing that's changed is be a BDR. At the end of the day, I don't care if you're a, a, a sales rep where you only have five accounts or the largest accounts in the world and you want to like expand the business or I don't care if you're a rep where you have a thousand accounts. Like You have to be a BDR and try to fa- like figure out where based on so much different research. We can That's a whole different topic in itself. But um, I think that now, back then you didn't have to do research on companies. Now you really have to understand like what is the business doing? And you have to understand... I guess backtracking that a little bit, you have to understand where to spend your time. Like if you have a thousand accounts, chances are I'd probably say 10% of those are probably a really good customer fit because the last thing you want to do is bring on bad customers, churn, business goes bad, all that good stuff, right? Um, So I think it's one, identifying like, hey, who are really good customer fits? Two, understanding those those businesses, but more than just a Oh, this company does video conferencing more than just that. Like, how do they make money? Who's the decision maker over there? Who are other people that can influence the deal? All that good stuff. So really understanding their business and then creating a hypothesis. Um, so, Hey, this is what their business does. This is what my business does. And this is how I think that we can help them. Um, one little practice you can do there is just go to a careers page, see if they have a relevant career to, you know, what you're trying to sell to. So if it's cybersecurity, mm-hmm. maybe a security architect, and then just go to that careers page, look at the job description and map out each one to your product. Like, Hey, they're trying to do this. Well, that's how we can help. They're trying to do this. That's also how we can help. And now you have like this hypothesis of, Hey, they're hiring this role. And then here's all the eight things they want that role to do. And this is the eight things that we can help with. So um, that's one tactical thing that I do to try to understand yeah, they're, they're probably a good fit because of X, Y, and Z. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, super, I think super helpful. Uh, two things I'd say to, to add to this, what my team does at MailShake is prior to the demo, we have full cycle reps, uh, yeah. but prior to the, the demo or the conversation with the prospect, uh, we, we really uh, work hard to follow up 
um, like, well, like email them, message them, get in contact and hear what their pain points are. Like, what are the, what the heck are they here to solve? Right. So I don't know, you know, so you're, you, I don't know about you guys, but we have like 700, we have a lot of different I, ICPs and use cases, right? You know, we've got recruiters, sales, marketing, and frankly, uh, we have, you know, common top tracks and like how to position it to ROI. And I think what you just described is a genius way to just like, what are the priorities? But I think the most effective way, if you can do this is just ask, like literally get in front of their face and like, what do you, what do you like, what are you looking to do? How do you measure ROI on this? Pause and say, okay, well, let me now look at my Rolodex and here's how you can do this, right? Go, go map to a, an experience from a customer or a use case or whatever. And if you don't have it, my, again, my two cents, number two is like, do not try to fake it. No more faking shit, right? Like, yeah. let me get back to you. I'm pretty sure we have customers that do this. I want to be well prepared. Let me get back to you. But in the meantime, I can answer questions and blah, blah, blah. And then you have like kind of like a hook to get back to them on. Um, mm-hmm. Or you position it as like, I don't have this answer. I cannot bullshit you because you can see through this. But anyways, um, yeah. super helpful. Um, what do you, you know, where do you, uh, and last question here is where do you go to kind of keep up to date, learn, level up for yourself? Like how do you do it? You're reading stuff, you're talking to folks, joining courses. Yeah, great question. Um, LinkedIn is, is kind of like my go-to, right? Um, and there's several great creators there, but I also think there's several that, uh, if they were to join a different company, they'd be, they'd be eaten alive. Um, so I think that that's LinkedIn has really great free information. Um, and there are courses that I've, that I've taken. I've actually only taken two courses. Both of them are great, especially, um, when I moved into a large enterprise role, Kyle, um, on LinkedIn, I think it's like Kyle, C, but it's spelled A-S-A-Y. His course was great for, for enterprise. And then Mike Gallardo also has a great course that, that helped me out a lot too. Um, so those are two areas, but, also, I guess kind of unrelated, maybe not relevant to everybody, but I, I really like to understand the industry that I'm selling to. So I listen to like, I sell cybersecurity. So I listen to like what's going on in the cybersecurity world. And I listen to a weekly podcast because the more I know, the more professional, the more trusting I sound when I'm talking to a prospect or when I'm talking to even a customer that's you know already paying and I want them to buy more, I guess you can say. Um, so that's another thing is like, if you're selling into a, a specific persona, learn to speak their language. Um, and you can do that. Like there's podcasts on everything out there. So, um, I'd say go take some courses for sure. Definitely take some courses. Um, and then from there, like be an expert in the industry that, that you're selling into, because you're going to, you're going to sound like an expert on the phone. They're going to trust you. They're going to read it. And like you said, no more faking it. And the best way to not fake it is to know what the hell you're talking about. So Love it. Love it. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. And like, I, I think uh, you made a good point. So like, there's like the basics of like maybe entering your career or pivoting over. You can learn just the format, the structure through courses and come. Mm-hmm. I think the real way to learn, and this is like, we, I've been doing this as an entrepreneur for like 20 years of, of training folks is we do this daisy chain. So the way to learn is take action on whatever. Let's say we talked about learning Mandarin. Well, go learn how to say 10 sentences, okay? That's action on whatever you read. The net, the way to cement that in is 
go train your peer or the last, the mm-hmm. next person on how to speak those 10 sentences. And what happens is in order for you to teach, you'll do a horrible job and you find out you actually suck at what you say and go re- at the relearn it. Or number two is you end up getting better because in order for you to train that person, you have to like learn it in a way you can teach, right? Like mm-hmm. really more mastery. So uh, this daisy chain of training works really, really well. And yeah. like, like I said, we do it for all of our sales hires and like, I'll go watch the recordings. My head of sales will watch recordings and we'll actually fix what the rep that's doing the training is messing up on along the way. So it's like, a, you know, it's, it's a good way to audit things too. But anyways, Troy, where can, um, where can people go to learn more, follow along your career, whatnot? Yeah. Um, I'd just say LinkedIn's the easiest, the easiest place. Look up Troy Munson. I hope I'd be up there on one of the top searches. I'm not sure. Uh, but if not Troy Munson at Proofpoint, I should pop up and I'll, I'll share, I don't know, I typically post two times a day, anything sales related or entrepreneurship or LinkedIn related, all that good stuff. Awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate your time. Yeah, of course.